Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, you know, going to a pet store, what could be high stress about going to a pet store, right? Everybody's happy. You want to see dogs. You want to see puppies. You want to see cats. It's uh, it's it's kind of a low stress thing to do. A couple of times a year, I might pop into a pups, uh, pet store, and it's a lot of fun and all's great. Uh, however, one in Chelsea, I don't know what got people upset. Uh, a woman having a bad day. She's looking at the dogs. And, well, it looks like to me on security camera footage, she kicks a dog. Now, you're not allowed to do that, obviously. And everybody in the store is like, hey, 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 get out of here. So she leaves the store in a huff. And just before getting out of the store, she sees a woman standing there and slaps her right in the face. I mean, hard. Bam. It was, it's shocking. I got the security camera footage. Maybe you've seen it, but you haven't seen it on the network news, have you? You haven't really seen it much of anywhere. And I understand that. I mean, somebody slaps somebody in the, in the pet shop. That's not exactly international news. But why is it international news? When certain people, certain women, have, say, an argument about whose city bike is this? Is it yours or mine? A little argument happens. Is that international news? It was, actually. What about if a woman is going into her condo and she doesn't recognize the guy going into the condo with her? You know, she has a key fob and she she opens the door, but there's a guy behind her that she doesn't recognize. And he wants to come in after her. When she opens the door and she's like, well, excuse me, do you live here? Well, that to me is not news, but it was news. That was international news everywhere, everywhere. David Muir, you know what's going on here, right? What do you think? One guess, two guesses. Is it race? Is it race? It's race. It's race. It's ongoing war against white women. And why are they at war with you? And by they, I mean the media, I mean the the culture, I mean liberals, white liberals. Uh, you, know, just, you know why? Because you voted for Trump in 2016. You didn't vote for Hillary. They have the data. We know. And ever since, they have been trying to shame white women for what they did, to control them, to make sure they never do that again. And one of the ways, one of the methods is this whole Karen thing. If you d- dare are caught standing up for yourself, um, saying, excuse me, <laughs> that's not right. If you raise your voice at somebody, you're a Karen. You're a Karen. I, by the way, I love the name Karen. It's fine. Well, isn't that terrible that they took that beautiful name and they made it a thing, a negative thing. So, A woman in St. Louis says, you can't come into this building. I don't know who you are. I have a key. Do you? That's national news on the David Muir ABC World News Tonight Show. Tonight, a woman, a white woman, told a black man she could not come in. He could not come in the condominium. I couldn't believe it. That guy is so over the top. And then the the nurse getting off of a 16-hour day over there at NYU Langone, or Bellevue, I think, she gets a city bike, and some guy is like, uh, no, that's my bike. She goes, no, it's my bike. That's also international news. They call her the city bike Karen. Now, what's going on here in that case? Oh, yeah, the guy who said the bike was his happened to be black. It's interesting that race was not mentioned in either episode. 
the woman didn't say anything about the guy, the stranger being black. The, guy, the stranger didn't say anything about the woman being white. Over at the city bike rack, nobody said anything about But the media, they took it and they ran with it, and they're trying to drive this huge wedge, and they're trying to control us, and they're trying to make sure that Democrats and women, the way they vote. So I look at this pet shop video, and it's um, violent. It's totally violent. This woman was assaulted, not to mention the dog. And is there a racial component? Well, not, not on its, I would say actually no. In my opinion, no. I don't say, I mean, I see a jerk woman kick a dog and then hit somebody. Does it have anything to do with the fact that she was black and that the woman was white that she hit? I don't see any evidence of that. But why the hell is there not one fake news story dramatizing this whole affair? Isn't that interesting? This is just a little strange but true. Happened over there. Who cares? Slap somebody in the face. There is this thing. It's It was different 20 years ago. And I kind of get that, too. A black suspect, a black perpetrator, a black alleged. There was possibly a little bit too much of that. There possibly was. I think the racial dis- uh, description is necessary if you're looking for somebody who did something, part of the description. But to just say it, if they already did it, we all know it. I don't know. And some people were saying they were kind of rubbing that in. It was becoming more and more of a thing. You got to see this thing at the great, the good people at the, I think it's City Pup Pet Shop downtown. They didn't ask for the trouble. James, did you see that video yet? No, I'm going to actually have to check it out after I get off of you're you. Gonna here, have but... to go, you're going to have to go poking around the Internet. I mean, what do you think is more interesting to watch? Just as far as clickbait. A person saying, this is my bike. No, it's my bike. No, this is my bike. No, it's my bike. Or, I mean, let's face it, somebody kicking a puppy and then slapping a Actual woman. Actual battery. Yeah, I mean, that's much more shocking. I would click on, I want to see the dog get kicked. Not that I want to see the dog get kicked, but I got to see what happened. And I want to see... I want to see the if the if somebody got slapped. I want to see it. Who's to blame and what happened? And... I want to go over every little nanosecond of it. Uh, anyway, how are you? Good. You know, I just think all those videos too. It's always like who made the decision when to start the cut of that video, right? Like the one that goes viral online, it's usually a minute long, two minutes long, something like that. But there was clearly something that led up to the whole thing. And so often that context is just totally let out of whatever those videos are. I hear you. I know. It makes it tough. All right. Meanwhile, uh, we can't forget all the people who are still being held hostage by those maniac terrorists in Gaza. How about that? How can we not get them out? It's been three months now. It's uh, a little small strip. You can walk from one side to the the other. It's like smaller than Manhattan. I could do it. I've been there, you know. That place is crazy. That place is crazy. In Gaza. I've been to Gaza. Uh, don't go. It's easy to avoid. What's going on locally? So we've got, obviously, this uh, cell phone outage across the U.S. that people are looking into. There was also a pharmacy company, company that handles prescriptions, that says it's dealing with a cyber attack. So people are trying to figure out, is this whole cell phone issue a cyber attack? Mostly AT&T phones that are being affected. Uh, we've also got this. Did you happen to see yesterday the New York State of Appeals struck down that New York City law allowing illegal aliens or undocumented individuals, if you prefer that term, to vote in city elections? The New York State Appeals Court said, no, you can't do that because the state constitution says you have to be a citizen to vote. Mm, mm, mm. All right. 
Uh, yeah, you got to be a citizen to vote. Isn't that uh, who to thunk it? Who to thunk it? So that's not going anywhere. It's been struck down. The state of appeals court got rid of that law. So. It's amazing that they thought they could bring it up in the first place. You know, yeah, yeah it really is. All right, uh, give me another. So we also have that Nassau County has banned students born male from competing in girls' sports. Nassau County executive signed an executive order to that effect today. Seems like it should be. My God, you got it. Good for Bruce Blakeman, by the way. We like that. That's a big step in the right direction. Is this a county thing normally? Is it a state thing? Do we have any state rules on it? I, I think this is like an unprecedented move, basically. I, I think this is sort of a first-of-its-kind type move from the county. So um, it's, look, this whole issue of transgenders playing sports for the, you know, gender for which they were not born, it, it's a thing. You know, people are trying to figure out how do we handle this? What's the right thing to do? And I think it puts, you know, parents, educators, all them in a very weird position to try to have to answer that question. A weird position? It doesn't put me in a weird position. Boys and girls, right? But what if somebody says that they are a boy or they are a girl? Uh, go sit over there and figure it out. You can't play. I feel like the only fair way to do it would be to have a transgender grouping no, where people can play no, sports. No, 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 you can't do that. You can't make something. This is social engineering, reverse social engineering. You're taking something that is so rare and so bizarre and so sad for the people who are going through it it's a very small number of people who are going through it and you're trying to popularize it it's like popularizing cancer it's it's like i i I can't believe oh let's have another league for them by the way so let's pretend for a moment that uh sports is not totally perfectly fair Get used to it. Life is not totally perfectly fair. We cannot make every single accommodation for every single breathing entity, right? Well, why don't we have for short people? Why don't we have for tall people? Why don't we have a football team for those who are not athletically skilled, right? What's the limit? What's the limit? And then you say, well, you're being ridiculous. You know, no, 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 you're being ridiculous by even bringing this transgender stuff up now that we're here, right? Now we're here. This is this, this is where we are. In part, James, because of the fixation on LGBTQ, first it was LGB, then it was LGBT, and then it's LGBTQ, and then it's LGBTQI, and then it's LGBTQIA, and the LGBTQIA+. And um, <laughs> there are other more interesting things going on. You know we're about to land on the moon? Yeah, I did see that. If I have a transgender person over my house, the last thing we're going to talk about is genitalia i would hope i would hope so too yeah. i would hope so as well yeah there are supposed to be other things but that's all quite frankly the lgbtq i've seen want to talk about well, let's face it they're pretty into it you know it's there's a, a lot pretty of, into it there's a lot they're of raving people, their flags all over the place they're into it but there are a lot of people if they identify as lgb they say that you know transgender is not really part of it we don't have to nobody. The whole nobody thing. says LGB anymore. It's LGBT. Right. Some people the do. human rights campaign, all that stuff. It's all LGBTQ. And part of it was a fundraising thing because after gay marriage was uh, legalized in uh, whatever Dodd decision, mm-hmm. vote, I don't know, uh, in 2010, then it's like, what do we what do we reach yeah, for? Exactly. What do we strive for? Got to move the football. And um, hmm, all right. Post, I should say the who? Oh, yeah. The goalpost. Well. All is uh, weird and all is unstable, but have faith. Hey, again, the name I'm hearing right now, Vivek Ramaswamy. I'm actually almost hearing that Donald Trump may have made a decision on this. Mm. 
It may be Vivek Ramaswamy. Everybody, figure out how to say his name. It's not hard. Vivek. Vivek. Like cake. Don't say Vivek. Rama Swami. Rama Swami. The guy is brilliant. He is one of the most eloquent speakers, I think, in the history of uh, speakers. And there's no limit. No limit. And choosing him would be a lot better than Tim Scott, who's a nice guy but can't make the case. He'd be a lot better than um, I. Ju- I can't think of anybody. And that would beef up his bona fides in a way you think would be good for Ramaswamy, because you said that he needs to do something like buy the Jets or something like that, become a little more personal, a, a little bit more approachable. Well, I mean, yeah, being vice president, I think that's a pretty that's a per- that's a big step in the right direction. Now, I could see Trump saying, "Okay, how did this guy make his money, and is it going to be?" But uh, I think it works. You need somebody. He's dynamic. He's young. Quite frankly. I'm going to talk about, what do you call it, optics, all right, person of color. That's kind of a thing. Even though I don't like to make it a thing, it's kind of a thing. What about the idea that Trump needs something to help him with female voters? I think Vivek could do that. I think Vivek can do that. I think it's not, oh, I want a woman. I mean, what if he picked Hillary Clinton? Would that attract women voters, right? It's not about about, uh, genitalia. Right. So you don't think Nikki's hanging in just no, to try forget to get her, that? Forget her. She is the worst person in the world. All right? I'll be right back. <laughs> Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. So, um, I can't leave this Nikki Haley thing alone. (laughs) Uh, The left and the right noticing that when she cried the other day it was uh fake crying there were no tears it was an act from beginning to finish um very very insensitive like very very disrespectful of all of us to fake like this to lie like this i think this is a lie go ahead as i prepare for what lies ahead michael is at the forefront of my mind her husband Michael was here today and I wish our children and I could see him tonight but we can't he's serving on the other side of the world where conflict is the norm where terrorists hide among the innocent where Iran's terrorist proxies are now attacking American troops This is Michael's second deployment. It was hard for us to say goodbye to him the first time when he deployed to Afghanistan. It was even harder last summer when he deployed to Africa. 
As every military family knows, when a loved one deploys, we start the year-long prayer. It's a prayer for their safety more than anything else. But it's also a prayer of gratitude. The kids and I know why Michael went. He stepped up to keep us safe. (laughs) And not just us. He stepped up to defend our nation's freedom and our way of life. All right. So I'm looking at this guy, pudgy dude. He's 53 years old. He joins the National Guard when he's in his mid-30s. His wife is already in the state house in uh, South Carolina. She's planning a run for governor. Wouldn't it be cute if the governor of the state of South Carolina has a husband who serves in the South Carolina National Guard? As I pointed out in numerous videos, you join the military 18, 19, right out of high school. Uh, if you want to go to college first and do the officer track, maybe 22, 23, sometimes a little older. Pat Tillman, I think, the hero football player, was 26 years old. You don't go joining the military when you're in your mid-30s, unless, quite frankly, there is a political component to it. So the political component is evident, right? She's bragging about it, and she's trying to portray herself as a military spouse and all that connotes, right? Um, now... This isn't adding up. Now, I've been to Djibouti. I've been to the Horn of Africa. I've been exactly where that guy is right now. Uh, let me tell you something. It's riskier being in New York City than it is uh, at Camp Le Manier. Okay, it just is. Uh, we got more people dying in New York City than over there in that little area, that camp. I've been out. I went scuba diving, quite frankly, in Djibouti. I had a great time. I went swimming with whale sharks. No kidding, whale sharks. Um what else about this? Oh, and this is the part that I find most offensive. Hey, you, you can join the military if you're 34. That's fine. But don't be braggy about it. And if you really are, you know, protecting our freedom, what the hell is Michael Haley doing on Twitter bashing Trump all day long? This National Guardsman is violating the code of conduct and he's tweeting political stuff, partisan political stuff. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, Just to finish my thought on this stuff. um, So Michael Haley is the husband of Nikki Haley, and she just told us that sob story about how he's in Africa, can't be with her or the children when she's running for president. Uh, This is the kind of thing that you can be there for. He volunteered for this. Uh, he probably even pulled strings so that he could get to Africa at this time. And he get bragging rights, you know. Uh, just listen to her. She's like, oh, my husband, I'm, I'm a military spouse. I'm here alone. Woe is me. Isn't he a hero fighting for freedom? Well, it's not. it doesn't look to me personally like he's fighting for freedom. Uh, looks like Michael Haley over there is actually doing what he should be doing here, campaigning for his wife. He's on active duty. He's wearing a uniform. He has a Twitter account that is active like crazy. And what is he doing? He's saying nasty things about Trump and positive things about his wife while he's on active duty. And you're not allowed to do that. In fact, there are regulations that prohibit uh, partisan political activity by active duty members, um, especially when you're deployed. You're 24-7. You're on duty. Uh, for instance, three hours ago, this is what Michael Haley tweeted from Djibouti, Africa. Donald Trump's out of cash, plans on using the RNC and America as his personal piggy bank. How about that, my Major Haley? I don't, I don't think, <laughs> hey, Major, this is wrong. Uh, 
You want to come back and be a Twitter keyboard warrior? Great. You can't do this while you're working for the government. Let's see here. Uh, New Quinnipiac poll. Haley, 46%. Biden, 43%. Biden, 49%. Trump, 45%. Oh, thank you, Michael. You say your wife is going to do better than Trump. Look, you can tweet this stuff all you want. You can even tweet it while you're in the National Guard off duty. The thing is, you're not off duty. Right? I just heard from him. Her. He's fighting for this country over there in Djibouti. And I think, quite frankly, she's exaggerating whatever the hell he did in Afghanistan. People do it all the time. I've seen it firsthand. I I know it. It happens. And uh, it's happening right here. And I don't like seeing the military being dragged into politics. And both sides do it. You know, possibly the worst offender. Well, this is one of the worst offenders ever. George W. Bush and John McCain. George W. Bush, you know, he had an icy kind of tense relationship with John McCain. And uh, Bush is president in 2004. The election, it's an election year. Uh, McCain is flirting with running against him, running as a vice president for John Kerry. All kinds of things were on the table. Instead, he endorsed uh, Bush. And you know where he did it? He did it on a military base in front of a lot of troops. And at the time, I said, this is not allowed. This is against military regulations. You're not allowed to hold partisan political events uh, with U.S. troops. You got to keep it nonpartisan. And um, I actually documented it publicly. I think I wrote an op-ed about it. But it's it's it continues to happen. Except with Trump, by the way. Trump, Trump, Trump. Oh, boy. Even though the military has such, I mean, if you polled them, 95% of the military is pro-Trump. 95%. Maybe 80%. 80 to 90%. A lot. But he did not, he did not do this. He did not exploit them the way it's happening now. And he certainly, I mean, my God, Nikki Haley. And what she said about, oh, Donald Trump has no right to say this because he's never been in uniform. We have a duty to say it, everybody, and it doesn't matter whether or not you served. She is now disparaging every civilian. Like, you cannot, we have to hold them accountable. We must. I'm talking about the military. I'm talking about the police. Everything's on the table. It is, we're not just going to blindly go along with anything anymore. You know what I mean? Uh, do you know what I mean? Hello, Adam. I heard you got laid off. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, what happened? Was it just a cutback cut back thing, or were you uh, talking politics uh, on the job like Michael Haley? Oh, they let a hundred of us go. Oh, okay. But, well, know, that's good. We got the union, the fake union. I mean, let's see what they're going to do. Whatever. I mean, that, I mean, no. that's good. I'm glad that you weren't singled out. That's what I mean. I, I, I'm, no, I'm, no, yeah, hundred, no, yeah. hundred of you go, and the union. Yeah, you got, you got beef with the union. No, you know, we're going to see what they're going to do. You know, I got a CDL, man. So, you know, I ain't worrying about a job. You know, I got to, I'll get a job anywhere. What's a CDL? A commercial driver's license. And you can get a job pretty much everywhere, anywhere with one of those things? Yes, garbage truck, uh, tractor trailers, all that. Yeah, buses. I got a class A, so I can do it all. Well, uh, I'm happy for you, seriously. Uh, so uh, even though we've had issues before, what's on your mind today? Well, I was thinking about Joe Biden's dog, and um, I was thinking about that dog Smirnoff that got busted for lying with that whole uh, Hunter Biden stuff. What do you think about that guy? 
Uh, yeah, I don't know if you've been listening, but uh, that guy is a victim. That guy is a victim. You know, he's a confidential human source. You're allowed to uh, you're allowed to have things. You know, look, have you ever been an informant? You ever tell the cops stuff? Did you ever do that? No. But you know guys who did, right? Yeah. And they weren't like Boy Scouts, right? Right. Yeah, they're like regular guys. And uh, sometimes you got to talk to criminals to find out what criminals are up to. Confidential human sources. Now, this is what the FBI said about a confidential human source. This is how precious they they feel these guys are. You ready? This is from the FBI. This is from the FBI's general counsel before this former's release last summer. Confidential human sources often provide information to the FBI at great risk to themselves and their loved ones. Protecting the identities and information provided by confidential human sources from unnecessary disclosure or undue influence is therefore critical, not only because of safety concerns, but also to avoid chilling their candor or willingness to continue reporting to the FBI. Moreover, some of the most valuable confidential human sources maintain this protected relationship with the FBI for years or even decades. And it can be hard to predict when a previously developed confidential human source might become essential to an ongoing or future investigation. It is also critical to keep confidential the FBI's methods for identifying, recruiting, retaining, and receiving information from the confidential human source. These methods, which facilitate the FBI having confidential human sources embedded in groups like organized crime families, terrorist sales, and violent gangs, could be significantly chilled and compromised by the revelation of confidential human sources or the information they provide. The Department of Justice policy strictly limits when and how confidential human source information can be provided outside the FBI. DOJ personnel shall not disclose the identity of a confidential human source. Investigative reports include leads and suspicions, not the conclusions of investigators based on their further context. Information from confidential human sources is unverified and, by definition, incomplete. The mere existence of such a document would establish little beyond the fact that a confidential human source provided information and the FBI recorded it. It goes on like this. And they threw out their own rules, their own regulations. In fact, they violated them by identifying publicly Alexander Smirnov, locking him up, trying to keep him in jail. Thank God the judge threw, saw right through this thing. And his big crime, Adam, and I know that you have not read the indictment, as usual. You're just relying on the fake news to summarize crap for you. His big crime was confusing the year 2015-2016 slash with 2017. And the FBI apparently believes that you can't get a former vice president of the United States to do anything for you. you. He only can be a present vice president of the United States. Only a present vice president is worthy of bribing. An ex-vice president is useless, according to the FBI. So this guy is in a lot of trouble. He's also at great risk. Uh, you know, now that we all know his name and we're debating him and talking about him on talk radio, Christopher Ray stood up in Congress and said, this man's name must not be released. We didn't even want the name. We just wanted, we just wanted what he said, but they arrested him just like they arrested the guy who found Ashley Biden's daughter's diary. Did you know that Ashley Biden 
loses her diary. In fact, she left it in a house where she was living. She just left it. She moved out and left it there. It's not exactly like somebody stole it. Ever hear of finders keepers? <laughs> and what did Joe Biden did? What did he do? He unleashed the FBI. He made it a federal case. He did a couple of useful things for me, though. He verified that the FBI, that the diary was legitimate. It's hers, and I feel for her. She's got a lot of problems and a lot of issues, some of those issues I've suffered. And um, I'll hand it, I'll, I'll tell this, say this about the FBI as well. They verified that the phone call uh, that Biden made to Poroshenko, that that's real, that that's a legitimate phone call, that it wasn't faked. I knew it wasn't faked, but now the FBI has put their seal of approval on it. Just like when the FBI basically acknowledged that the laptop was real. Anyway, Adam, I urge you with the added time that you have, since you're no longer driving the bus, to not listen to the fake news, to get the indictment, to actually look at this stuff. Primary sources. There's no reason in the world for you to not look at this stuff anymore. And you're just kind of going, oh, yeah, I'll call Greg and try to give him a hard time about this. Adam? Yes? I want you to think about everything I just told you. Jerry and Edison, hello. Yeah, hi, Greg. Um, I think it's time for a red state prosecutor. Since state and federal law intertwine in federal elections, and state law controls a lot of federal elections, obstruction of justice, which is obstructing the election process in a state, if you're out of state and you do that to a certain state, like if you did it to a Democratic state during a presidential election, they could charge you with obstruction of justice. They can have jurisdiction over you, and they could send uh, after they get a grand jury indictment, which is pretty All easy. Right, wait, 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 wait. All right, what's the, what's the offense, though? All right, wait, wait, wait. All right, I'm a red state. Let's pretend for a moment that I live in uh, Florida, all right? And I actually have a place down there. So I live in Florida, and let's pretend I'm an attorney general in Florida. What do you want me to do? Let me use Letitia James, because that's who I'm really looking at. So... Letitia James, she's doing an obstruction of justice, possibly. We would allow a red state grand you're, jury. You're accusing her of obstruction of justice. No, I'm not accusing her. I'm saying this. I'm not accusing. Well, Letitia you can James. accuse people. It's not the worst thing in the world. I'm trying to figure out what your hypothetical is. You say a red state can prosecute a blue state prosecutor. Is that it? Yes. And let me tell you why I think. Well, they yeah, yeah that's what. Yes. Yeah, say that. Why? Okay. So here's what I think. When you look at. A prosecutor like Letitia James, most people say, no, she can't be prosecuted. She has prosecutorial immunity just for taking someone to civil court. I don't know anything about prosecutorial immunity. Maybe you do, but I don't know anything about that because prosecutors have been uh, prosecuted before. For instance, the Duke lacrosse players. That guy lost his license and I think went to jail. So I don't know about prosecutorial immunity. Cut to the chase, man. I'm trying to. Give me a chance. Can you hear me? Yeah, but you know, you're kind of, I'm, I'm, you gotta, you're saying things and I have to, I, there's no such thing as prosecutorial immunity. Well, wait, there, there is. How did doing... she, look, look, dude, you're trying to, you're trying to cook the books like the left does. I've heard this before. I even, I love Mark Levin. He's talked about, you know, we got to go after their prosecutors. I don't feel comfortable doing it. It's bad enough that they broke the law. I don't want to do it. I mean, or not break the law, but twist it and pervert it. So, uh, all right, dude, you got 15 seconds. Make the case against Letitia James. I'm saying a prosecutor could easily do it in a red state because they'd have only need to get 12 or 13 people yeah. out of 23. Well, no, 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 no. I know you, that, you, the mechanics, 
You're just saying, okay, we got 12 Republicans and Republicans are going to vote to convict a Democrat. Give it, get, get, give Republicans, give people more credit than that. I, I want you to one more time. Just, I, I think she's a foul person in so many ways. Does she belong in jail? You know, you know, I, yeah, I can see saying that. Did she commit a crime? Probably well. not. Dude, you got to stick up even the people you don't like. You don't like. You got to. <laughs> I'm actually going to. I don't like this. I wish she were better. I think the judge should be impeached. You can. You got a case there, perhaps. Uh, but you haven't. You know, all you say is, well, we could do it in a red state because a red state, you know, you got more jurors and half the jury would vote to convict or whatever. You got to tell me. And I'm open. I'm open minded on this one. How did she violate the law? OK. Can you hear me now? Jesus, you got to just say, forget it. Forget it, Jerry. You, yeah, no, no, no. Sorry. Am I too impatient? I, am I? Am I Diego? Am I? Am I? No, nah, I would have hung up on him. I mean, right. it, I, can, can you hear me? I, 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 um, I don't think Letitia James is necessarily prosecutable. And I have to I have to run this by you. I mean, what she did was perverted and wrong. It was. Yeah, and I'm heartbroken that this case has gone against Trump, and I am confident, and I know the judge was dishonest. But it is interesting. I don't want to talk about that. People have said that, and I've said this before. When she ran around saying that uh, I'm going to put Trump, in, I'm going to, I'm going to sue Trump, I'm going to sue Trump, right? Yeah, you can't just go. You can't just make something up. Well, well, wait a second. I mean, yes, you can't just make something up. But this is this was a political statement that she made. And she wanted to get political support. And she is saying that Trump is a bad. We all know this is what she's saying to her voters. We all know Trump is a bad guy. We know he must have done something. Vote for me and I'm going to find that something. Now, I don't like it. I don't think that's the way it should be played. But that's a that's a political conversation and a political solution. I don't know if that's inherently. I don't I don't think that's illegal, number one. And I'll ask Rudy about whether it's wrong or not. I know it strikes me as wrong, but if let, let, let's say I'm running for district attorney, and I, I run around saying, you know what, this Eric Adams with uh, uh, all this money that he's giving to his uh, his cronies, I don't like it. Vote for me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna investigate it. What's wrong with that? What is what is wrong with that? So I don't know. I don't know. And I don't like the idea. Well, just give it to some uh, state that we like and uh, where they're more conservative and they'll vote her out or they'll vote. No, I don't. I, I, it's got to be on the merits. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Now, what do we do? You you go to sleep. Go to sleep. Guess we're all getting nice and tight. Will happen this will be morning. And what will happen is this is the game about this is the game about when you go to sleep. I don't know what she's talking about. When it's morning and when it's dark, that it will be morning. Oh we were playing blanket. Okay, now it's bright. And now what? Not yet. Not it's not bright yet. But it's almost bright. What did you dream about last night? When I was a princess called a true princess. What's a true princess? A true princess. 
says when uh, a friend who sweeping. All right. Is that adorable or what? Huh? There's my wife with the Australian accent. Can you pick it up? And my four-year-old uh, kind of speaking around in circles there about some game she wanted to play. We were playing with a blanket, and she pretended that the sun was coming up, and then we're, or the sun is down, and then we're under the blanket. And then when the sun comes up, we can uh, move the blanket. Anyway, and princess stuff, all about princesses. Hey, uh, shout out to Tom Fitton of Judicial Watch. This man has been on top of it. We owe him a huge debt of gratitude. Uh, everything about the FBI. He was so instrumental in revealing uh, the corruption and uh, getting to the bottom of uh, the spying against, well, Trump, the Trump campaign in 2016, and the corruption continues. Tom Fitton. Judicial Watch protected Trump and our republic from the worst corruption scandal in American history by exposing the FISA abuse, abuse the Comey corruption, and the seditious conspiracy against Trump by the FBI and DOJ. Obama knew, Clinton knew, Comey knew, Biden knew, Brennan knew, McCabe knew, Strzok knew, Clapper knew, Schiff knew, the FBI knew, the DOJ knew, the CIA knew, the State Department knew. They all knew Trump was innocent, but they smeared and spied on him anyway. Worse than Watergate. Trump is a crime victim. Let's remember that. Trump is a crime victim, and it was worse than Watergate. And you may be wondering, well, it doesn't seem worse than Watergate because uh, where has the uh, media outrage been, right? Well, (laughs) you know, dominant media, mainstream media, left-leaning media, they're they're part of the problem. (laughs) They're colluding with all of this stuff. Conservative media now has such a small footprint. It is tiny. Well, Fox News has a huge cable. They do not control. You know who watches Fox News? The people. You know who watches Newsmax? Listen to me. The people. You know who listens to CNN and MSNBC? The New York Times. All those blogs. All those. All those. The Washington Post and and this like kind of a complex kind of like ecosystem of left wing. Uh, this cauldron that they're so kind of organized and they're always moving in the same direction. Our side, you know, we'll do a story one day. Oh my God. Uh, Mueller. It was all a hoax. And it'll be a one day story, maybe a two day story. And then we shut up and then we move on to the next thing. And that's a problem and it's gotta be fixed. And I'm going to lead the way.